Morning, church. Man, I'm so glad you guys are here today. We have come together as the family of God this morning to celebrate our risen Christ, the Christ child that came into this world to give us life and hope and all the things that come with following that risen Savior. Thank you for being here today to come together as the family of God to do just that. We'll dig into his word this morning to discover how we're called to live. We've gathered around the Lord's table to commune, uh, remember his death, and all of that provides our salvation so that we can get back home to our God. We want to say welcome to our guests that are here today. Thank you for joining us, being a part of our time together. And of course, we're uh, hoping that if you're looking for a church home, we'd love for you to think about Cross Point as being that place you can bring your family and call home. We had uh, two baptisms this morning, and so we rejoice in their coming to Jesus Christ. And Jesus' invitation is always open to join his family, and so we are asking that there are those, I'm sure, in this audience who have considered baptism as part of their life profession to let Jesus Christ know that you want him to be Lord of their life, and so we invite you to think about that this holiday season. What a great gift. Uh, for you to allow him to give that to you as his gift, that gift of salvation. This morning we're going to be in John chapter 1, and I hope you've got your Bibles with you. We'll be there in just a moment. All of our text will be on the screen, uh, of course, as we dig into this third week that we're entitling Kingdom Come. And we're digging into each of the gospel accounts to discover the story of the birth of Christ. And what does that story mean for you and for me? How does that call us to live? What type of people have have God called us to live out as we interact with those around us? And we'll notice, as we did last week in Mark, that John doesn't have all the typical nuances of the Christmas story. There are no shepherds. There is no inn. uh, There is no bright star in the sky. But we are going to discover who God is in this text and who he's calling us to be, not only during this moment in time, not only this holiday season, but throughout our life. He's calling us to look like his son, Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going to ask you a question this morning, and I want you to be really honest. First service was not very honest, and I asked them to come to repentance on that. Now, how many of us in this room are really a little, a little afraid of the dark? I mean, raise your hand if you, if you kind of... All right, thank you. There are three people in first service that joined me. Yeah, there are moments where we're a little leery about what's in the dark, the things that go bump in the night. We're not exactly sure what's out there. If you're like me, I want to be quite aware of what all is in the room. Uh, And so it's important to know those things. And sometimes we get a little scared of the things in the dark. I remember uh, I was recalling a story rather when I was in the fifth grade. We lived in Signal Mountain, Tennessee. Uh, And I was and still am the kind of guy I like to scare people, but I don't like to get scared. That doesn't go well together typically because uh, people get me back all the time. But I remember this one particular night. We all uh, in our home, we slept with the doors open so that in case something did drastic happen in the dark of the night, our parents could get to us quickly. Uh, and so I remember going to bed that night. All the lights were off. But this night, I was going to scare my little brother. Now, my little brother, his name is Chris. He's about four and a half years younger than I am. And I remember when the lights went off, I waited, I counted to what seemed like an eternity. I thought, okay, this is going to be the perfect timing. Everyone's away. Everything's dark. He lived, uh, he lived, he lived in my house, but his bedroom was at the end of the hallway. And I remember slipping out of my bed and sneaking down the hallway, hunched over, ready to get some scary action going. What I didn't realize is was the, the window in my room created a backlight to my silhouette. And as I approached my my little brother's room, he saw me or saw something in the hallway and screamed bloody murder. 
The hair on the back of my neck stood up. I ran to the end of the hallway from the doorway of my bedroom, jumped into bed, covered up my head. My parents ran into his room to see what was wrong. But you've had those moments before where you were scared. Maybe you scared yourself like I have so many times before. But you know, you and I live in a world where, where darkness is everywhere. And maybe you've experienced metaphorically some, some dark and scary moments in your life. Moments like we celebrate the birth of this baby, Jesus, but maybe in your own life you, you haven't been able to conceive. Maybe you've experienced a, a darkness at the loss of a friendship that you held so dear, but you decided to part and go different ways. Maybe, maybe it's that way in your family as to some unreconciled differences that you just wish would go away. Maybe in your own life you, you've experienced some kind of loss of a job or a career, some hope for that just never came to be. And so in your life, you've experienced some level of darkness. You see, that's what the Christmas story is really all about. The Christmas story is about people who are wandering around in the dark and yet saw a light. And you and I live in that story today in the world in which we live where we're stumbling around in a world of darkness. But you and I know who the light truly is. And maybe in your own life, you've experienced light being shown into your own life. Maybe you've experienced a moment of darkness and, and those around you have been Jesus to you. You've experienced and seen the light because of their interaction with you. Maybe you've been on the other end of the spectrum and you have been that light to people who are experiencing some darkness in your life. John chapter 1 reveals something incredible about who God is. And he's calling us to look like him in the light that we live in, in the life that we interact with others around us. In John chapter 1, as we begin to unpack that text in just a moment... I I want you to to relive it, to to look at it with fresh eyes, to listen with fresh ears, because it's going to be a story you have heard before. I want you to get down underneath the words and lift out the message that Jesus Christ gives you today about the type of person that he's calling me and you to be. But as we read John chapter 1, what we discover is it sounds like the opening of the Bible. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. It says, in the beginning. Now understand, this is before time. This is before the earth has been created. It's before anything exists. There is no history except for God. That is it. It is the very front end of our story as we journey with God. In the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness and God called the light day And the darkness night, and evening passed, and morning came, marking the first 
day. And then we read only two chapters later in Genesis chapter 3 that a new type of darkness entered the world. Sin came into the world because of selfish decisions that human beings made. And you and I are experiencing that darkness today. You and I are living in a world that is full of sin and in desperate need of a Savior. And over these last couple of weeks, we've introduced this idea of Advent. Advent simply means coming. We've talked about the coming of the Christ child, and we know that story to be true. We embrace it. We want it to be everything that we we read about in text. But you and I live in the middle of the story, the already and the not yet We're awaiting that second advent, the return of Jesus Christ. And as we find ourselves in the middle, we are called to tell that story of excitement and joy and life that is Jesus Christ. And in this holiday season and beyond, we are going to be challenged and called to retell that story in beautiful and different ways. And as we dig into John chapter 1 here in just a moment, you'll notice that there, there really are no, the, no familiar pieces of the Christmas story in John chapter 1. But the beauty that is revealed in John 1 is this, that God is light. And darkness runs away from light. And you and I get to be a part of that absolutely beautiful story. He shines into the darkness and in our own life, he calls us to do the same exact thing. The torch has been handed to us and we are his hands and his feet. We become light to all those around us. And we're in a holiday season where we sing songs like, may your days be merry and bright. We drive down our streets in our towns and we see lights up all over the place, trees and on houses, church. We have a beautiful story to tell because Jesus Christ has done beautiful things for us. And we reveal that in our life. John says in his gospel that the light shone into the darkness. And darkness runs away. It's because of Jesus Christ that you and I can live in this world that's full of darkness and still have joy and peace in our life. It's because of the Christ child. It's because of Jesus Christ. And we are in the middle of this already but not yet moment. We're awaiting his second coming and you know of places in your circles of influence that desperately need healthy doses of light. And that's where you and I come into the story of God. To be molded by him, shaped by him, used by him, to let others see who Jesus Christ can be in their world as well. How the light can affect them. And as we begin to unpack chapter 1 today in John, we're going to reveal some very basic truths about who God is and how he's calling us into his story as well. And the first idea is this, that God created the world. God is that creator. He left heaven and he came to earth in order to fully embody the law, to fulfill the law in every possible way. 
to be the anointed one of God, the Messiah. John opens his text with using the word, word. And as we read that text, anytime you see the word, word, interchange that with Jesus. It's one and the same. John's text reveals much to us, and it begins in John chapter 1 and verse 1. In the beginning, the word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Ever, never, never. The light makes the darkness run away. Darkness is no match for the light of Christ. He illuminates everything and all, and no matter how dark your world may seem right now, no matter what your journey may look like right now, no matter how you feel the world creeping in on you, know this truth, that God is still God. And nothing will ever change that. Darkness will flee from him. But I know this holiday season sometimes creates a a difficult time for some of us in this room. Some of us dread the holiday season. For some of us, the darkest place isn't a location, but, but it's a season that you have to experience. And you have to interact in that moment Maybe for some of us, we expected that Christmas bonus from work only to get some communication that said, we're downsizing. You're no longer needed. Maybe for some of us in this room, the darkness is reflected in our our physical abilities that are diminishing or our cognition. That's not what it used to be. Maybe for some of us in this room, it's the loss of a loved one. There's an empty chair at the table yet again. We have to work through and reminisce the nostalgia of what we no longer have. For some of us, it's, it's dashed hopes in a tryout that's gone terribly wrong, our career path that just never came to fruition. From some of us, we wear the guilt of the sin like a heavy winter coat. It seems that we can't get away. But church, those reasons are the very reasons why we absolutely need Jesus Christ. Because it's in Jesus Christ that the darkness runs away from. And we get to be part of his story. You see, sin is still in the world, but God has the power to do something about it. And if you and I make a decision to follow him, if we embrace him, if we believe in him, if we know the story to be true, when we take it in to be our own, the darkness flees from us as well. Because the darkness cannot handle the light of Jesus Christ. We know that God's love for us is immense. Because we know that God loves the world. God's desire is to be with you. God's hope is to be a part of your journey. He wants to take your burden. He wants to journey and walk with you. And we're reminded in that very popular text that Hank read earlier in John 3.16. For God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that 
everyone, everyone, everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to, for, not to judge the world but to save the world through him. We are reminded how incredible our God truly is. How incredible he loves us and how deep the love for us is. You see, he looks at your journey, he looks at your life, and his love compels you. It compels him to shine his light on you. And our part of the story is that we take that light and we remind the world of the hope that they can have in this Jesus Christ. The hope they can have by believing in the light. And John continues our text in verse 9 of John chapter 1. It says, The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But, but to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn. Not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. A church, if you've got your own Bible with you this morning, verse 12 is a transformative verse. Underline it, circle it, draw arrows to it because it will change your life. When we accept Jesus Christ, it changes our world. Our response to what he's done is to believe and accept the story of his life on earth and how it's transformed us to be believers. And when we believe and when we accept, we gain the benefits of being children of God. You see, a, a gift is only a gift when it's received. And too many of us have received the gift of Jesus Christ, but it remains wrapped We've decided for whatever reason to leave it under the tree, to not open it, to not, to not be adventurous. But the gift of Jesus does you no good unless you embrace him in your own life and allow his light to encompass you, to allow his light to guide and direct you. Verse 12 reminds us that we become family when we accept Jesus Christ. We become his brothers and sisters. We become children of the Most High God. It's an incredible story, church, that we get to tell each and every day of our existence as we wait in the middle of the already and the not yet. As we lean into that story, it's a call to be different. It's a call to be the light in the world around us. We also gain other gifts along the way, not only the gift of Jesus Christ, because there's stockings hanging on the, the hallway as well, or by the mantle, or on the staircase. Paul reminds us in Philippians chapter 4 that we'll have the peace that passes all understanding when we take Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Ephesians chapter 2 reminds us that we get the gift of grace, of forgiveness, when we take on Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Jesus says in John chapter 8 and verse 12, I am the light of the world. But he turns right around on the Sermon on the Mount Matthew chapter 5, and he says, you are the light of the world. 
You see, Jesus is the source of light, and we simply radiate all that he is to us and for us, to those around us. We share the story of Christ by being light in the world in which we find ourselves. We have two choices when it comes to light. We can either absorb it or we can reflect it. And in the story of Jesus Christ, we are called to reflect him all around us. You see, you and I, once we accept the story of Jesus Christ, we get his love, his peace, his joy, grace and mercy. And because of that, then we reflect those things back to those around us. Yes, even those who have hurt us along the way. And there are lots of ways to share the light of Christ. One of those ways is coming up this Wednesday, and I hope that you'll join us. It's a a church event. It's going to happen right across I-20 at the Grand Prairie uh, Outlet Mall. We're going to meet in the center outside where the food court is, and we're just going to sing some Christmas carols for about an hour, 6.30 to 7.30. Passersby who are shopping, they're not even going to know what hit them. It's going to be great. I hope you'll join us to share the message of Jesus Christ in song. Even if you think you can't sing, come on. It'll be a great moment to share the message of Christ. Maybe it's just an invitation to the candlelight service or any time that we are meeting together as the family of God to invite people to be a part of the family here, to hear that message of hope that is Jesus Christ. Andy Stanley says that there are three knots you tend to hear this time of year, three knots. And when you hear people speak of these, it's your window, the Spirit's giving you to invite them to be part of a loving, welcoming, warm family who knows that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. One is, I'm not in church. That's your window. Another is, things are not going well for me at home. Or, I'm not prepared to do this. What's in front of me, the journey that I see in front of me. When you hear those three different knots, it's your opportunity to share the message of Jesus Christ. A lot, light not only came into the world as a, as a small baby, but it's been handed off to me and to you. To be Jesus to all those who are around us. So maybe this year, when you go to that work party, it's simply making a decision not to talk so much, but to listen. To enter into someone's world and their story, to hear the need, the burden that they have in life, and to share that with them. Maybe it's just a gift of hospitality. And you're going to make a decision this year to cook goodies for those that are in your neighborhood, around your house, your neighbors. Maybe it's a moment just to take a a couple of nights to work at a domestic violence shelter helping families know that there is more to life than what they've experienced, that Jesus does love and care for them. And you're going to express that. Maybe it's a a moment for a couple of nights at a homeless shelter, serving a meal to those who don't have a home. Maybe it's the realization that there is a a block party, a family party, a work party, and, and you're going to volunteer yourself to give rides home. Maybe it's creating a care package for a single parent that you're aware of. Maybe in your neighborhood, maybe at your church, maybe at your workplace. But to remind them that they are loved and not overlooked. There are lots of ways to share the light of Jesus Christ. Not only this holiday season, but from here going forward in your life. We celebrate the light by being Jesus to all those who are around us. Because this much we know is absolutely true. That God entered the world. God came into the world. It's amazing that God left heaven for you. God left his, his dwelling to come down here and be a part 
of our world. I want you to think about this for a minute, and there literally are no human words to describe what heaven is like. But imagine for a moment a place where there is no darkness, not even shadows. It's only God who's visible all the time. It's a a sense of family and belonging and welcome. It's a place where there is always beautiful music. There, There is no weight gain or wrinkles. There are smiles. It's a, it's a place where there is no cancer or chemo. It's a place where there is no sickness. There is no aging. There is no negativity. There is no poor judgment. It is only Jesus Christ, and it is absolutely abundant every second of every day for all of eternity. Imagine heaven if you could. I mean, what, what is the greatest, the neatest place, maybe most expensive place you have ever been to and been a part of? I remember um, in 2011, I was president of NCYM. NCYM is uh, the National Conference on Youth Ministry. I was on the board of directors for some time. But when you are the president at the, the hotel where the, the conference is hosted, they give you the presidential suite. I've never been in a place like that before. <laughs> you go up there, you open the door, there's a big gift basket there with fruit and chocolate. You throw away the fruit, get the chocolate. That's, <laughs> that's the important part. You walk into an area, there's a large dining room table with couches and chairs. There's a kitchen. There's a large bedroom through the French doors, a king-size bed overlooking the city. Nice bathroom. I mean, it is a very posh place. Only been in that one time. Imagine for a moment God leaving a place like that and moving into a cardboard box under the overpass. That's what God did for you and for me. He left heaven to be a part of our story, to interact with us on a level we have never known before. Church, that is a picture of unconditional love, a love the Savior has for you and for me. His desire to journey with us, to know you intimately, to know you by name, to shed light into your story as you live out each and every day. I love the message version of verse 14 of our text in John chapter 1. And it says, The Word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory like Father, like Son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. And that's Jesus Christ. He put skin on and moved into our neighborhood He was part of our story and continues to be so. He's the type of God who is approachable, relatable. He is relevant. He knows you by name. He knows what you're experiencing right now in life, and he wants to be a part of your story. He wants to shed light into what you are dealing with. The writer of Hebrews in chapter 4 reminds us that Jesus Christ has experienced everything that we have in life but was without sin, and so he knows what you're dealing with right now. The loneliness or the loss, the, the dreams that are not met, the relationships you find in tension. You see, we, we tend to try to sanitize Jesus Christ, to clean him up, to put him on a pedestal, to, to make him this perfect thing. But if you look in text and scripture and the gospel accounts, just the opposite is true. As a matter of fact, that's what got him in trouble. He ended up every day hanging out with sinners, people like me and you. He's a God who is wanting to relate to your story and know 
wants you to know how much he loves and cares for you. And so as followers, we can purposefully walk in this life, shining light into the darkness because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. We are the hands and feet of Jesus. And we have been called to make this world a different, better place for the glory of God. And so not only this holiday season, but from this point forward, it's a call for you and I, a challenge for you and I, to be everything that we've been called to be. You see, Jesus left the hails of glory for the nails of Calvary. And he did that so that you and I could have a relationship with him. He intimately loves you. God put on flesh and blood and moved into our neighborhood. And that story rings true each and every day for each and every one of us that are created in his image. That's all of us. And so this holiday season, as we reflect on what Christ has done for us and how he has blessed us, then we take that blessing and pour it out on those around us. We don't hold anything back. Jesus Christ is that special free gift for this whole world. And it's our call, our challenge as people who follow him to imitate and reflect him in every possible way. Now, my guess is this morning that we've got some here that are are struggling right now. You've got a a thing going on in your life and you don't know what to do with it, how to handle it. It's it's maybe a darkness that's, that's in your story right now. It's a broken relationship tough marriage, a loss that you're dealing with. And as we sing this next song, our shepherds and their wives will be gathered along the wall of this room. And I would encourage you to go seek one of those couples out and let them pray for you and pray over you. Let them remind you of the light that Jesus Christ is in your life and that, that even with him in your life, you're still not alone. It's, it's him and all of this family that are with you. We journey together. We bear burdens together. We rejoice and cry together. And with Jesus Christ, every bit of that is possible. You and I are called to scream out and tell the world the kingdom of Christ has come. He is the light that chases away the darkness. The question is, will you and I live that out in our life as well? My hope is that you will say yes and let Jesus change your life for the better. Let's stand and praise his name together.